Are you ready to go from a struggling solopreneur who's winging it to a savvy CEO with a solid business structure and focused strategic action to grow to consistent 5K months? Then you want to check out the Strategic CEO Group Program. With this program, you'll start thinking like a CEO and creating big picture goals with the action plans to make them a reality. You'll start generating consistent 5K months, create brand messaging that showcases everything you offer and have systems, workflows and automation that allow your business to run smoothly so you're less stressed with more time. You'll be able to do it all without struggling to manage all the things, feeling unorganized with processes that are all over the place and hating content creation and marketing. Check out the Strategic CEO Group Program at buy-sasha.com slash the strategic CEO. One thing that I talk a lot about on this podcast is the balance between self-care and business. And that's because if we don't take care of ourselves, we won't be able to effectively run our businesses. We can't ignore the conversations that happen around being a business owner and how that affects our stress levels and mental health. I've seen firsthand how running a business can put a strain on our mental health and what happens if there's no one to talk to that can help. If you've reached a point where you might be feeling stressed, anxious, depressed, or overwhelmed, then my sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, online environment at your own convenience. And with a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network, you can find access to help that may not otherwise be available in your area and request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com strategy. That's better H-E-L-P dot com slash strategy. Welcome to Strategy for Creatives, business minus the bullshit. Whether you're new in business or find yourself in a season of change, get ready to build a strategy, create an action plan and crush those goals. I'm Sasha, host of Strategy for Creatives, and I help female-led businesses grow their brands in authentic, measurable and meaningful ways without the stress. There's no sugar coating here. I'm serving up real tips and actionable steps you can take to help get you organized, get off the path to burnout, and grow your brand like a boss. So go ahead, pull up a chair, grab a notepad, and let's talk business. Welcome to Strategy for Creatives Business Minus the Bullshit. I, of course, am your host, Sasha. And today I wanted to tackle a subject that I know many people are a little bit worried about if you watch the news lately. Um, there are varying degrees of thoughts of whether or not we in the United States are headed into a recession. Uh, I know a little bit about econ stuff. So there's some indicators that say that, yes, we are headed into a recession if we are not already somewhat in one. But then the labor market in general, it kind of counteracts whether or not we're in a recession. So it's really not clear whether or not we are going into a recession. But the fact remains that uh, consumer-wise, a lot of people are nervous when it comes to spending money. Um, and so if you have a business, especially in the creative business, if you're offering services or products that are not necessarily needs, 
it can be hard right now to figure out how you can market to people who are worried about things like increased rent and gas and food costs. And so I wanted to have a conversation about how to effectively market our businesses during a recession. Um, And I think just in general, I mean, it's things to be aware of whenever people in your market may be experiencing any kind of financial strain, how you can speak to them in a way that's still, uh, it doesn't sound salesy and recognizes the problems that they're facing, um, but still obviously be in the business of selling. And so to have this conversation today, I am joined by Cora Kessler, who is the founder of Small Magic Studios, a digital marketing strategy company for small businesses. She supports entrepreneurs to get unstuck in their branding and marketing with thorough strategic planning and implementation. She's spoken on panels about a variety of things and has led award-winning campaigns for Fortune 500 brands. Her her business, Small Magic Studios, offers digital marketing plans, one-on-one sh- strategic coaching, and has a self-guided course. And of course, I will send you to her website at the end of the episode. But right now, Cora, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Sasha. It's such a joy to be here. I'm really excited about this conversation because I know people do get nervous. We've all kind of been feeling the strain um, over the past few months of just rising gas prices and food costing more and people nervous to spend their money because they don't really know what's coming. And so I wanted to, I guess, start with, I guess, just the overall question. What are some things when it comes to marketing that we should be aware of, um, or I guess best practices when it comes to how to market our businesses during uncertain financial times? Yeah, great question. Well, I think that um, a lot of people, when we start to hear some like murmurs of scary financial news, <laughs> the first step is usually to you know tighten those purse strings. Um, but when it comes to marketing, uh, a lot of people, including the Harvard Business Review, do not really recommend for small businesses or really any size business to cut the marketing budget. Now, you know, maybe 10, 20 years ago, um, holding the marketing budget was actually the first step. But if you look at now, digital marketing is really the way that most people get any type of business. Now, that's at least the majority of businesses operating today. So if you're a brick and mortar store, which is not the most common type of business now, that might be a different type of strategy for you. But with online retailers, um, continuing your marketing plans and maybe just reprofiling your clients and just getting a little bit more specific with how you're going to be marketing will actually be a better uh, decision for your brand. That's interesting that that I guess I guess it makes sense that 20 years ago, it was like, nope, stop marketing to people, <laughs> like cut that budget. Um, but so how should we, when you talk about like kind of reevaluating your target, is, are there certain things that we should be looking at within our target audience and how we speak to them? Um, so that way we don't come across as, I guess, tone deaf, right? The fear is always that, you know, you might not, you're not in tune to what your audience needs or what they want. And, you know, you, you might be pitching some sort of service that is like thousands of dollars or something like that, or, you know, products that are thousands of dollars. So what are, what are, what should we be looking for um, in our target audience to see if it's time to kind of readjust that messaging? Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So 
that when I talk about profiling your target audience, what I really mean is thinking about their spending habits. So you might have uh, a target audience that, you know, usually I think about like different, four different demographics. So one is kind of the the young urban professionals who maybe they work for like the t- top fang companies, you know, they're, they're maybe like these days that there, there are layoffs in those companies um, in Silicon Valley and whatnot, but they're pretty comfortable. They probably have significant savings. They might be in a dual income, no kids household. They, they're going to continue to live life as they would, um, you know, pre-recession talk. Mm-hmm. And they continue to post images on Instagram or what have you of their beautiful trips to Europe. And they're, they're, they're not really thinking about recession. That's a word that's like not in their vocabulary. They're like, Oh, cool. That means I can buy some more stocks because it's lower right now. <laughs> so if that is a different type of client, that's a, there, there's a different type of language you would use for that client. Mm-hmm. Um, prices might remain the same for them. High, high earners, high spenders are not going to be impacted by the recession. So you can really keep your marketing the same to that demographic and that profile type. Um, you know, of course, on the flip side, there are people that are extremely impacted by recessions and we want to be sensitive to that. So there are also brands that really cater to this demographic. Let's say it's a discount grocery store. You're going to change their, their marketing language and narrative to offer more deep discounts and really, um, you know, consider the types of coupons that people might be looking for. So there's a way to, I wouldn't, I don't like to say use the recession to your benefit, but consider the way people are living because that's really at the end of the day, what marketing is, how is your consumer experiencing life and how can you bring the product to them in a way that's meaningful? Um, you know, and there are people in between those two extremes. There are people that might be, you know, optimistic still about the future of their finances, but they're just maybe not going out to dinner as much. And there's mm-hmm. a middle ground there. So, you know, especially for creatives, uh, where sometimes their products are viewed as an accessory, um, I think there is something to be um, mindful of in that space. There are a lot of ways that you can be a digital marketer as a creative and use this time where maybe, hopefully not, but potentially some of your client brackets, let's say if they're in the extremely, you know, tightened purse strings kind of brackets, um, you might have, you might market to them in a different way. You might offer them some freebies and grow your mailing list with them, but not consider them a client that's going to convert to a financial gain at this stage. That's just what I was about to ask you. Would you suggest if, if you are marketing, if your target market is on the, the lower income and, or you have a service or a product that's seen as more of a, a want, not necessarily a need, is does the marketing more turn into here's the value that I can give you? Like here's I'm going to educate you more as opposed to like direct selling because yeah. they're probably not in that frame of mind right now. Right. I think that's exactly it. They're not in a place to convert with their additional cash flow. They're, they're 
probably going to convert by looking for freebies and looking for resources that they where they can maybe use a little bit of their extra time potentially you know hopefully they haven't been laid off but that could be someone's experience um there might be more entrepreneurs these days you know with some of these tech layoffs and um you know there there are opportunities for creatives to create free content and get a conversion in the form of a mailing list growth. And what I, one way that I view a recession is just an elongation of the marketing funnel or the sales mm-hmm. funnel. So the consideration phase for some of these, um, these profiles and these types of consumers that are, you know, probably more in a uh, tightened purse strings type of mindset, that consideration phase is longer for them. They're not going to quickly convert to be one of your clients immediately because, yeah, maybe they can wait on that new logo. They can wait on that website refresh. That's not something that's urgent for them right now because they have they really want to make sure that their savings are in a great place. But maybe in a year, usually recessions are around 15 months on the long side. They can re- revise, look at where everything is. And kind of just, and you'll be top of mind. That's really the goal yeah. for recession proof marketing. Make sure you're top of mind for a number of people when people are out of this tunnel. I like that you said it's an elongated kind of funnel because I I don't think we think of it that way. I think people, um, the first inclination probably for some businesses is to, okay, I need to start offering things at a discount. Or I need to um, change the way that I'm marketing, maybe market to different people who that's in and of itself a whole different type of animal because maybe you've been targeting, you know, one people for so long that really is who your target market is. They just can't, you know, afford to spend on you right now and trying to shift that marketing is can mess up messaging. So I like that you kind of said that it really is just an elongated funnel. I talk a lot on the show about the benefits of email list building. <laughs> and and I'd like that you pointed out that even during a recession, that's a great time to kind of focus more on maybe not so much selling. And, you know, even though that can, that can play into your business numbers financially, but ultimately, if, if you are focusing that marketing on, okay, how many people now can I get on my email list? Like what value can I give to these people who are joining my email list when we are out of a recession? those people are now primed and ready and have been hearing from you. You haven't really sold to them. Like you're just giving them this value. And so that when they are ready, they're more likely to turn around to you and make a purchase. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. And um, the other thing I would add is, you know, obviously some of that fear mindset and that, you know, okay, discount these customers, not viewing it as an elongation of a, of a marketing funnel is because people, you know, businesses like yours and mine, we need cash flow. But mm-hmm. another way to appeal to a wider range of different customer segments is, um, is to provide some, uh, some maybe something that might be a freebie for some, but then maybe instead sell it for 50 to a hundred dollars. Um, and so when sometimes when those people are feeling a little bit more comfortable and ready to invest, they can pr- maybe purchase a small, uh, like a short class from you or invest in a webinar series, something like that. So they're not going to like, for me, I do some types of coaching here or there, like, uh, marketing and strategy sessions. And those can be uh, quite an investment for some businesses. But 
sometimes, you know, uh, an alternative to that, if they're prepping themselves to really invest in my services in that way, um, investing in a class or in an online asynchronous class would be a great first step. Yeah. And I think a lot of times during, during times of like tight cash flows, you'll, you'll see that people are interested in, uh, they want the education and the tools to kind of DIY some things themselves because they know they might not have the funds to hire someone or to get the strategy that they need or something like that. So they might be looking at more of those like quote unquote entry level products that can fill that void until they do have the cash flow coming in or they are ready to start spending money again. So I think like what you're mentioning, kind of focusing on that email list marketing, but also what other types of products or services can you give that might be at a lower price point that aren't necessarily devaluing what you do, but are letting people kind of enter your business at a different stage and priming them for the bigger ticket? Because we all know, I mean, it's easier to convert an existing client than it is to get a new one. So having something like that, I mean, I, I would encourage everyone who's listening, it doesn't have to be anything that's, you know, super hard to put together or, you know, something that you've never done before. I, I do, uh, every year I do a goal setting workshop, um, that I do on Facebook and I've done it on a couple of Facebook groups and I literally just turned it, I recorded it, turned it into a course that I sell for like 27 bucks. And that's an easy way to kind of just get people into your funnel, into your email list. $27 for most people, it's not going to seem like it's that big of a price. Like maybe they can't afford to, you know, join my group program or, or do one-on-one coaching with me, but they can certainly spend $27 on a course. And so, And it helps people kind of get to know your business more so that when they are ready to spend that money and they're not worried about, you know, how they're getting money coming into their own businesses, then they're more likely to use someone that they've already used before. So I really appreciate that you kind of pointed that out as a as a way to kind of recession proof your business almost. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think that a lot of people it's. Also, I appreciate that you mentioned the devaluing piece. I think there's such a narrative that I, I do think is important in um, the business world and especially the entrepreneurial world of talking about raising your prices, raising your prices. Don't be afraid to raise your prices, but also don't be afraid to have some low ticket items too. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> recognize the value of your time. That's important. Uh, and and really, what I try to do is almost like a mindset exercise, like. Is this where I want to be spending my time? If it's not, I might charge a little bit more for that because it's it feels harder for me to be in this space. But if it's something I really enjoy and it's a product I really love giving my time to, go ahead and take it. You know, that's great. Yeah. I want to give <laughs> all, all of my knowledge. Um, and um, yeah, so, you know, I also think a lot of times when people are valuing their products, they do just think of like an hourly rate, but not their years of experience behind it. So that's also where the, where people fall short in terms of charging too low. So yeah. it is, think of what, what is this worth to me too? Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting conversation to consider. One thing in terms of, um, kind of mindset, I was thinking, I noticed that you've worked a little bit with, I think it was better help. Um, mm-hmm. and so I, I think in a recession, 
I, that is something really to keep in mind, just how anxiety producing it can be for entrepreneurs, especially of course for anyone, but just to really, you know, you don't want to live in denial, but don't doom scroll. Like I was doing a little bit of, you know, just looking into news about the recession recently. And there's so much extreme, so, so many extreme perspectives on both sides, you know, like, is this recession even happening? Or like, this is going to be the worst of all time. You know, it's like, (laughs) also, like I said earlier, based off of his history's recessions, they're usually 15 months on the long end. So obviously there can be a ripple effect and everything, but I, and, and I don't mean to diminish what people's experiences could be, but I also think that uh, it's easy and can be really limiting for people's experiences in business. If they get too entrenched in holding, you know, holding back on spending on anything and thinking it's going to be a really terrible year. I, I, I definitely agree with that. I'm much, I'm much more of a, I guess, half glass full person. Um, I don't really, uh, I don't like to like follow the news and things like that. I, I mean, I stay up on what's going on, but I, I don't really like to get into anything that's going to like be a Debbie Downer for the most part. <laughs> and I just think it's important to be aware of like what's happening without, like you mentioned, kind of getting sucked into, you know, this could, it's going to be horrible. Like we have to like, you know, really buckle down and tighten in. Like there obviously might be some changes that you have to do in your business, but I also think it's a great time to kind of look at it as what other things can you be doing in your business? If you're not making sales, like how can you change your marketing to kind of get more people into your funnel? Or are there, you know, other ways that you can improve your product or your service? Or um, is there more value that you can add to something that you're already doing, you know, that justifies the price that it's at or something like that um, without lowering the price, but maybe you can quote unquote give more at that price to, to make it more of an investment that people are willing to spend money on. Um, Because like you mentioned, there's certainly people who are always going to spend money, like recessions at the end of the day, don't hit everyone the same. And so if you are, if you're speaking to certain people, then it just depends kind of how much, how much talking can you do to really show the value of what you're giving um, that makes people see the value in spending that money now versus spending it later. So um, thank you for that. I think, I think that's a great way to (laughs) kind of sum it up. I don't, I just don't want people to, it's an important conversation to acknowledge that we may or may not be in a recession because no one seems to know right now and that there are certainly things that we need to be doing in our business, but not to get too bogged down on the, the negative aspects of it. Totally agree. Yeah. So I appreciate you coming on the show today. Um, you can find uh, Cora's business. It's smallmagicstudios.com. And if you sign up for her email list, she has free webinars, workshops, and she um, even has she, even a, she can get a code for a session for a digital marketing expert, So, um, which is her. So I suggest that you sign up for her email list, smallmagicstudios.com. I will put that in the show notes for everyone. But Cora, thank you so much for having this conversation. Thank you, Sasha. This has been so fun. Thank you. Are you ready to up-level your business? Join the five-day Be Your Own CEO Challenge. 
All the details are available on the website at www.buy-sasha.com. If you like what you heard, make sure you rate and review. It really helps other people find the show. And of course, follow and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. Want to follow me on social? I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Strategy by Sasha. Make sure you tune in next Tuesday for more business tips. Part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.